Good evening, everybody. Um, before we get started, can I just remind everyone that we are, we've got a new digital audio recording system now. These are our little microphones on the desk. We found that they are rather sensitive, so we'll ask councillors to try not to shuffle the papers a bit too much because it's all picked up. And any asides that you might say during the meeting will also be recorded. Interesting. <laughs> okay, so can we start with apologies from councillors? I haven't had any apologies. Um, oh, but Linda Brown said she'd be late. Okay. Thank you. Um, declarations of interest? Really? Yes, Lauren. Councillor Reynolds? Declaration? Uh, no. Yes, London Road, Trident uh, Stroke Club, and also um, Chairman of Vineos. Councillor Neil? Personal interest in Parley, Midland Bowling Club, and Fracking. Councillor Williamson? Uh, personal interest in Parley. Councillor Sutton? Not that I know at this moment. Councillor Parkinson? Not that I know at this moment. Councillor Hatton? Councillor Cook? Uh, factory Hodgman House, that's what I'm interested in. Councillor Critchley? No, thank you. Councillor Alton? Nothing that's on the agenda at the moment, but reserved the right to uh, announce anything should it occur. Councillor Martin? Nothing. Councillor Jones? Nothing. Thank you, everyone. Now, we have rather a lot of young children in here that are very keen to find out what's going to happen about their play area. So we're going to jiggle the agenda about a little bit. Um, but before we get on to that, Councillor Jones has got a, a very sort of yes, short announcement wanted, to make. That's great, thank you, Chair. I just wanted to give you a quick update. Um, mini Market, the Youth Association doing a mini market on the 6th of May from 12 till 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And that will be held at the Frodgen Youth Association. And I also raised 55 quid at Tom Ball on Saturday too. Very good. Right then. Are we, are we reading the minutes? We, we're going to do that after we've done Champion Lane. Then. Okay. Right then, so I believe we've got some young folk that want to come talk to us. Would you like to come forward? I'm afraid we've only got two chairs there for you. Off you go. Good evening, Chair, Town Councillors and members of the public. Thank you for this opportunity to speak again. Hello, everyone. At the last meeting, my friends read a letter from me as I was on holiday. I am Sam. This is Ella, Izzy and Iona. We are here to represent the views of our school, Rogerman House Primary, which is the local school for Townfields Lane Park, which we call Top Park. Ella and Iona came to the meeting two weeks ago and shared with you many views from our class about why the park is important to us. They told you about how it is a safe place to meet, to use our imaginations, to be fit and healthy, how it helps us love the outdoors and the environment. We play football and chill out with our friends. We learn to do cartwheels. We roll eggs at Easter. We get to rest after long dog walks. But most importantly, we get to play, relax, have fun and be ourselves. At a time when our mental health, as well as our physical health, are really important as we grow up. We have come back to the full town council this week as we want to be sure that children's voices are heard, the children of today and the children of tomorrow. We learn in school about the rights of children around the world, so we know that children have a right to a safe place to play. 
We learn about percentages and now that know that 89% of adults who voted want to save our park. Well done for, to all the over 18s. We learn about what is important as citizens like democracy and respect so we want to learn from our councillors about voting and listening to the views of the others and making decisions. We want to be part of this democratic process and have our voices heard even though it will be a few more years till we can vote. Do you know 38 houses in my road where my place have posters in their windows to save our park and I just want to play football with my best friend Liam. This is our park. We use it. We play there. And now as we are growing up, we want others to be able to use it too. Our school motto is, together, hand in hand, we imagine, we believe and we achieve. So tonight we are together, hand in hand, imagining and believing in the future of our park. So please hear us and tell us too. Save Top Park. and I live with my family in Borrowdale Close at the entrance to the public right-of-ways Townfield Lane Park. I'm here tonight representing Save Townfield Park Action Group. Our campaign, sorry, some of this I said last month, but I'm just repeating it for those who weren't and have added a bit extra. Our campaign started a month ago with a mission to ensure all residents had knowledge of the consultation and opportunity to vote. We've been amazed by the response and support for the campaign, with 236 people joining the Facebook group and people across Frodham offering their time and energy to helping, asking what they can personally do to save the park. One of the positive outcomes of the process has been the community being brought together. In line with the original play strategy, results of the consultation clearly indicate that Frodham values Townfield Lane Park with 767 of the 864 votes, that's 89%, wanting to see it stay and the equipment to be replaced. We hope the decision you make about our park is based upon evidence and the consultation results in order to make the best possible decision for the current and future community. Before the decision process begins, we would like to highlight points to be considered. The borough-wide standard is that little legs should be able to access their play area within a 10-minute walk. For many residents, the other parks would exceed this limit and also involve crossing a busy main road. A suitable safe crossing would cost the council in the region of £42,000. Townfield Park is well used by various user types, including kids, dog walkers, older adults, individuals with disabilities and community groups. This meets the Cheshire West and Cheshire Council Health and Wellbeing Policy in promoting high quality green space in areas of need and considering the specific requirements of different groups in the community, including families with children, people with disabilities and older people. 
It is also a place for parents and grandparents to informally meet and provide each other with support whilst the kids play. It is a multi-generational space and develops community cohesion. Having a local park means kids can go there on a frequent basis rather than just on a special occasion. And as I said last time, we tend to go after tea and I couldn't go every day otherwise as I work and have limited time to get there and back. A local park also fosters independence and during our campaign we talked to many locals who had their first taste of independence at the park. Parents whose children had begun going to Townfield by themselves all stated this would not have been possible if the park didn't exist. Without Townfield Park, Lakesward residents would likely have to drive to another park, compounding the already well-known parking issues at the community centre. The next point is that the demographic of Lakesward is changing and an increased demand for play space should be anticipated. More and more families are moving into the area, with most of those in the action group only having moved in within the past few years. Earlier in the consultation process, a concern about antisocial behaviour in the park was raised. No residents we have spoken to share this concern and there is no police evidence of recent antisocial behaviour at Townfield Park. In fact, the PCSU, who is present tonight, was very supportive of the park remaining. A further suggestion has been that Hobby Wood, that's Hob Haywood, is a suitable Lakesward play area. We feel that whilst Hobby Wood is an excellent asset for Frodham, it does not meet the basic criteria of an unsupervised play area. <clears throat> it doesn't meet the 10-minute walk standard, the water poses a risk of drowning, the children cannot play games such as football, it's out of sight, and there are accessibility issues for those with impaired mobility. The council adopted play strategy identified Townfield Park and Churchfields as top priority for refurbishment. Plans for the revamped park were distributed two years ago and residents have been eagerly awaiting implementation ever since and we're not clear why plans have changed. We feel that development of other parks has been fantastic and we welcome further revitalisation of Frodham's parks. However, we feel other wards are well represented with play areas and if Townfield Park is removed, then Lakes Ward is missing out. We all pay a precept and this should be fairly distributed across Frodham. In fact, 89% of those who voted in the consultation feel it's time for Townfield Park's lease to be renewed and play equipment to be replaced. The vote clearly shows that payers of the precept are happy for an ongoing lease cost and so councillors can have confidence that any decision to spend has been well researched. We thank you for consulting and questioning on the precept payee's behalf and we hope you make a well-informed decision tonight. Thank you. Thank you, Chair. My name is Alan Carter. I'm one of the residents within Frodsham, and also I'm a chartered surveyor and within my professional job, although I'm not here in my professional capacity to, uh, tonight, I manage and look after green space all around the country. Uh, it's what I do. Um, when the consultation was launched, I offered my services um, to the council to assist um, uh, as you look at and consider all the options for the Townfield play area and also particularly with regard to negotiating a new lease if that's what you decide to do and some of the things you may want to include on there which may have an impact on the long-term maintenance and funding uh, availability to develop the, uh, maintain the play area going forward. 
uh, and as part of that, try and assist and pull together all the different bits of information and reports. Uh, pulled together a report which was uh, shown to the and discussed at the community committee, and I think has been circulated again this evening for the councillors. Uh, I don't propose to talk through that report to save time, but I'm certainly happy to take any questions that may arise from that uh, to help you make uh, the, the decision. Okay, that's fine, thanks, Alright then, it's over to you, councillors. Please remember to say your name for the audio recording before you speak. So anybody want to say anything? <coughs> happy with the presentations? Yeah. Then go straight to a vote then. Uh, the proposal is that can, we should... Can I request a name for please? Yeah, sure. Thank you. Um, so the proposal is to open negotiations with the fear fees to renew the lease. Can we, Jack, can we tell, ask how many years or, or what? <coughs> I, think the I don't want to vote no. on something I don't, I don't know. I think the advice we've been given from the experts is that if we're going to apply for grant funding, then we're probably better having a 25-year lease. Initially, we were thinking a 20-year lease. What do you think? The, the, the thing which concerns me, and I've got great-grandchildren, what concerns me is... <coughs> one, are we going to get trouble again when we put the new play equipment up there, which is going to cost 35000 The The second one is the maintenance, and that we have to pay will be approximately 5000 a year, and that includes inspections and... Uh, our handyman sometimes has to go up there twice a week and that. We've not had a report about the finance side and that's what concerns me. I'm not against the use of one bit, but I think I don't want anybody to come off the lakeside, and I'm sure anybody else will, to say, well, why have you put your precept up again? Yeah. Yeah, you, can't, you can't have it both ways. You either, if you have it, then, and the preset goes up, because from time to time, the maintenance of the place is going to go up, then is the agreement with the church, are they going to look at it every five years or ten years, whether they're going to increase it by how much? You see, we've not had a, we've had one side, I'm not against this, I'm, we've only had one side of the tail chair, and I'm asking for the finance side of it. That's what concerns me. How much is it going to cost this council for 25 years? Okay, thanks, Councillor Pennington. Councillor Critchley. Uh, I think one of the things, I've, I've been really impressed in the way everyone's become organised and um, started an action group. It might be, it'd be nice to maybe carry that momentum forward and maybe have a Friends of Top Park. Um, and to... I mean, that little, little park in the situation where they have to, they are in the process of raising, it's a long, hard slog raising in grant money, but maybe that's something that, that could be looked at for Top Park as well. Can I speak then? Uh, Alan Orton, councillor for Castle Park Ward. Um, I voted for, uh, for, for Townfield Lane to be retained because I know and I've used this phrase several times, and here's no pun intended, I want a level playing field, and I don't want any green space lost in Frodsham, 
be it Townfield Lane, be it Lith Park, be it anywhere. So I, I voted for it. And this about level playing field, you know, I'm going to push for that to be discussed further uh, elsewhere, you know, in the future and that. Um, and I think we, we give the wrong impression that we were against Townfield Lane, which I certainly wasn't, as I just said. Our main stumbling block was the fact that it was going to cost us a lot of extra money to, to retain it. But now the trophies have, have you know, agreed, I think that we should take it forward. You know, that's my personal opinion. And that may surprise and disappoint some people, but I don't want one area of fraudulent to be against another area of fraudulent. You know, I dearly, you know, love the little park and I'll fight to the last to, to retain it. But that doesn't mean I'm going to declare war on Townfield Lane. And I can, you know, see where they're coming from because four years ago we had 50 60 people sitting in here fighting the cause of park lane you know so i applaud them and i'll, I'll certainly support but what we're voting for tonight is the very first thing is to renew the lease and then decide what we're going to do with it and i would like to see something on there for the very little children because that is is lacking but again, the, the young people tonight, and again, brilliant presentation. It's not easy for me sitting here speaking, let alone these. So, you know, that was brilliant tonight, I thought. But again, they've said, you know, they love playing football on there. They love doing all the natural things. And I would really like us to look at that natural play, because that seems to be the message that has been continuously coming from Townfield Lane. Now, that's not... Okay, I've, I've got to try and spend as little money as we can, if, if you like, you know, no, that's come out wrong, but give value for money for the, for the people that are paying the precept. But I'm not against spending money, but I think that we should give a lot of thought to natural play on there as well. Not just to save money, but it's what the, the children and the people are telling us they want on there. Okay. Anyway, I've, I've said a lot there, but, you know, but that's my feelings on it. Uh, Councillor Felton, Waterside Warden, your Mayor. Um, I've always said that right from the get-go, I'll go with what the consultation says. I think um, Councillor Pennington can be rest assured on the presentation that Abby gave that the people know that um, it's going to cost them. And the majority have said, well, you know, if it has to go that way in the precept, that's fine. I don't think we should put a, a price on children's play area. I think we've got to come away from that. My only um, setback was that we've got a piece of land that we own. I've heard the children and what they've said, and I will be voting in favour to retain the park. Okay, thanks. If it's appropriate for me to say something, Alan Carter again, it, to deal with some of Councillor Pennington's uh, issues, just on a technical nature in terms of the lease, <coughs> it's the 25 years is proposed because that would help with some of the funding applications that may be forthcoming following. In terms of what happens at the end of the lease, so if a significant investment is made now or over the next four or five years and the lease comes to an end, is there still some investment there which you're not getting the full value of? What I've suggested within the reports that I've put together is that the, the landlord is suggesting that the lease comes outside of the 1954 Act. Therefore, you as a council, if you were to accept that, would not have the protection to renew. The original lease that you're currently holding over us has got that protection. So if you were to go with the terms as they're suggesting, you're giving something up which is really quite valuable. 
So my suggestion to you is that you, uh, and I'm happy to help with this, within the negotiation, keep that protection so you've got the choice to renew if you want to in 25 years' time. And finally, picking up the review point, is that my understanding is that the, the first review would be on the 10th anniversary and then every five years thereafter. And what I'm suggesting, and kind of what they're kind of, kind of suggesting, but I think there's some discussion would need to take place, is that that is on the basis of a retail price index inflation. So the price only goes up with any increase in retail price index, which, as we know at the moment, is quite low. Obviously, will change from time to time. That keeps the real value of the money. And then, as that negotiation is going on, which we would assume would come back to the council <coughs> for a final agreement once it's been negotiated, while that's going on, yeah, work with the action group. Try and come up with a design, whether that's 35k or less, or that actually is a cost-effective thing which meets the requirements of all the community, uh, and start to look at funding while that's going on to inform the decision that you then make at a later stage about signing the lease and signing any funding applications and so on. Yeah. Okay. Um, would you just tell the people behind you how difficult it is to get funding as Castle Park as? Park Lane people know. It's not as a done thing because we're going to match fund or whatever. Mm. Getting funding on anything from anybody is extremely difficult. Agree entirely, Mayor, that the getting funding is incredibly difficult and has got harder and harder over the last three, four years. Yeah. If, if I can briefly come back there, I think I may have been accused of being a little hostile uh, at the first meeting, but it was frustration. Uh, and you, you, you know, you probably didn't do it purposely, but you did state that funding was readily available, and, and it's not. I can I can vouch for that. You know, I've got a till roll with names of people that we've applied for for grants on, and it is very very difficult. You, you know, so I think that should be, uh, as the mayor has just said. That, that should be made plain that it, you know, it is not easy to get funding, believe me. Well, can, can I just sort of summarise the situation now? I know at the outset some people were rather angry that we were consulting yet again, but I think it has proved a very useful consultation because you've got, now you know you've got the support of the whole town to renew the lease. And we've got a lot of valuable information about how the Lakes Estate have changed because certainly back in 2012 when the place strategy was done, my understanding is that there were a lot of older people living on the estate and it's good that young families are coming in so it's reassuring. So I think all, all we can do at this stage is start negotiations on renewing the lease. Uh, take on board your very useful comments Alan about the, the things that we've got to look at. And really, we're going to be in the hands of the fear fees legal advisors and our own because we've got to get that lease right. We've, um, we don't want to be caught in the trap of signing up to a not very well drafted lease. Agreed. So, and I think at, when we get down to the nitty gritty of what happens on the play area, that is where we do need to work with the residents. With um, you know, perhaps I think what we probably need to do is a, a little working group to sort out the lease first and then we can start looking at how we take forward designing the play area. Can I just ask That's, one question, yeah. Chair, to, to Alan? Um, my personal tell, with this keep coming back year after year after year, as I've sat here for a long while, is, is there any way that uh, you as a group then, while we're forming it, isn't this possibility that you could have a talk to the churches 
to a ghost theatre on the what the charter says, the human charter says, uh, in itself a right to buy. Is there any possibility on that? If I can answer that question, Chair, if that's okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I think there's just to clarify. I'm not part of the residence group. I'm here under my own to offer help. Um, just to make that point. I think could the um, the action group, if it's to form into a friends group, apply to purchase? Maybe, maybe not. Is technically yes, it's possible. Is that the right thing to do? I think there would need to be quite a lot of debate about that. There's a whole history of, and with my kind of work hat on, groups that are formed for that purpose, which is great for a few years, and then five, 10, 15 years down the line when people move out the area and things change, with all the best intentions, that might not, may not work. I think the idea of forming a friends of group that can work and support and work in partnership with the town council, I think is, is beneficial. There may be at some stage in the future where the charity is willing to sell. The charity doesn't come under the, as I understand it, the right to buy legislation such as the council would do. Um, that's me speaking with, as a senior manager within, a senior leader within, within a charity, that if a community group said, can we buy, that's our choice, not governed by legislation. Thank you. Okay. So is everybody happy then with the proposal that we start negotiating a new lease? Yeah. yeah. Can we have a second? Yeah. Okay. So all those in favour, and we're having a named vote. So Yes, certainly, Councillor. Um, you just said that you're independent from the actual group, Tapia Main Group. So then, as a community, as a group of community that we're both in the same part, trying to raise money to get for our equipment, would you now be willing to help us? I know at one time you did say that you're too busy to help us, but being as you're independent, you're not just working as part of the group. I said not working as part of the group. I'm a resident within Frodsham. This I've done as a volunteer. I volunteer for other charities and groups and whatever else. I'm always happy to have conversations. I, you know, um, and I said right from the start, my kids, one of whom was presented tonight, play on this area, so clearly I'm passionate about this play area. If I can help and give advice, whatever else, then I'm clearly happy to do that. But to be real, my time is limited as well, and I've got to be cautious about that. But I'm always happy to help whenever I can. Thank you, Alan. Very helpful. Um, now that we are a little working group to negotiate the lease, we need members for that. Yeah, I'd like, I'd like to be on that. So, Councillor Pennington, Councillor Brown, I'm happy to be involved. Councillor Sutton. Right, and do we want any residents? Well, I think if we, we could take Alan's. Would you be willing to, to help then with us negotiating? Uh, yes, I'm happy, happy to help. Brilliant. Thank you. Well, that's Townfield Lane. Sorted. Good news. Thank you. Well done,
Uh, shall we move on then to the minutes of meeting number 16, 27th of March? So the amendment that you agreed a word in with Hazel? Yes, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I just want to offer my apologies to Council for, for missing it off the agenda. Yeah. It was, I don't know why, but I have apologised. Okay. Thank you. And was there another one? No, that was not I was going to talk about Townfield Lane player and myself because I have been approached by some residents about um, the, the issues there and about the fact that there's been reports of antisocial behaviour and such like. I don't want to go over what's already been discussed. All I can say is that from research that I've done over incidents over the last 12 months, there has been no reported antisocial behaviour or drug activity in that area. So I don't want to go over that. Right. Um, Summer ward walks, it's, it's come round to that time of year again, um, where I'm looking to see if we want to do some, some ward walks around um, each of the four areas. For those new to the, the council, that just involves an hour, hour and a half, two hours, just walking around with myself and we'll discuss any issues and then hopefully meet some of the, the residents as well along the way. So uh, I'm looking to put some dates in my diary. Unfortunately, my shifts, I'm going on to a different shift pattern from the 19th of June. So at the moment, I don't know, but I'm looking to do them in July, all four in July. So as long as everyone's happy, and then I'll, I'll put some dates out there as soon as I know my shift changes. It should be in the next few weeks. I'll, I'll know what shift pattern I'm on. Um, a reminder about a residence meeting that I've got here next Thursday, the 4th of May for the residents of, of Castle Ward. I've done, been doing some leaflet drops around the area. Impossible to cover every household, but we, it, it will be on social media. Um, and um, I've, I've delivered to a large number of houses and I'm gonna do some more over the, the coming days. Um, but that, that's gonna be at 6.30, as I say, here at Castle Park House. Um, St George's Day celebrations. Sorry, Neil, can I just check what date that is? Sorry, the 4th of May. Yeah. Uh, St George's Day, we had the, the weekend sort of celebrating St George's Day. 
We had the parade in the church service yesterday and the fair at the back of the leisure centre. I know there's been some issues and possibly some of the residents are going to discuss those. From a policing perspective, we stuck 50 cones out on Friday night along Princeway to try and alleviate, uh, Friday morning, sorry, along Princeway to try and alleviate some of the concerns around parking. Um, I think that worked. We collected 50 cones back yesterday. There was a strong smell of cannabis in the car. I don't know whether people have been putting their, their stuff out <laughs> in there, but, um, but yeah, and we had no reported issues. Nothing at all was reported in um, about the fair or, or anything else. So from, from a policing perspective, it, it ran very well. And I enjoyed it. I had a lovely day yesterday. So, um, Panna Football, we held a Panna Football event over the Easter holidays at Saltworks Playing Fields. Um, for those of you that don't know, this is a, a cage that we set up and children can come and play two-on-two two or one-on-one -on -one, um, football for, for two minutes and then they have a rest and others go on and it's a good community engagement with, with the, uh, the young people. Um, it went down well, it was the best attended of the ones we've ever held here, which I was really pleased about, and we'll look to do more in the summer holidays as well. I'm going to look for a different venue, because we've always gone to Saltware, <coughs> I'm going to look to see, I'm looking at possibly the community centre, whether round the back there, there's, there's, it has to be a hard standing surface. So we're, we're, I'm looking at, at, at changing the venue. Is it an all-ages thing? Mm? Yes, yeah, yeah. We have a go as well, but two minutes is long enough for me, and that's, uh, I'm not very fit. Um, we, we also held a pan of football all day in Hellsby High School on Friday. That's the second one we've done there, and the feedback we've had is, is amazing from that. And it's, it's all about us engaging with these people so that when we do come across them, maybe on a Friday, Saturday night, or in the, the school holidays, it's a lot easier. They know us, we know them. So I, I think it works well. Um, social media. For those of you on Twitter or Facebook, I'm urging you to, to follow Chester Police because I've, I've gone social media mad. Some of my colleagues are, are, are very disappointed because I'll tweet anything at the moment. Um, so I've just about got the hang of it and I've got it on my phone. So if you follow Chester Police, you should see what myself and my colleagues are up to and um, it just gives you a little bit of an insight into, into what we do. And I try and make it a bit humorous as well. So, um, Pub Watch. Um, for those of you that don't know, we, we run a very successful Pub Watch scheme in Frodsham and Hellsby. We meet once a month with the licensees of all the pubs and we've, we've recently added the, the addition of Pub Watch Online which allows us to have timely communications with, between ourselves and the pubs. And it's designed to make Frodsham and Hellsby safe places to visit and socialise. Um, and will also make it an unattractive place for people who, who want to behave badly. So it's just doing it more timely. Than the, it's all right meeting once a month, but something could happen the day after the meeting and you've got to wait a full month for them for, for the news to pass on. So hopefully this will work really well. And I know we've massaged to put it in some of the local press as well. Uh, road safety and school visits. We've uh, recently delivered e-safety talks to pupils years one to six at Frodsham CV Primary School, talking about staying safe online, which is a constant battle, um, even amongst the younger ones. And then on Wednesday of this week, I'm commencing the Let's Walk Road Safety course at Frodsham Manor House for pupils in years three and four. And that'll be over three days this week and one day next week as well. So again, it's just engaging with them 
and I'll have my lunches there as well, stay in the school for have lunch and have a game of football with them at lunchtime. It's again youth engagements. Um, and I've got an invite to everyone. I think I, I wasn't able to attend the last meeting, but I sent an invite to anyone who would like to come out on duty. Uh, any of the councillors that want to come out on duty with me for a couple of hours, be it uh, during the day or an evening, just to see what I do, see what's in, involved in my day. It might not be interesting, you might just walk around aimlessly for two hours, but we might, you know, it could be, it all depends what, what happens on the day. But we've already signed up one councillor, Councillor Martin is, uh, is going to come out with me next month. So if anyone's interested, Either drop me a line or let Hazel know and she'll let me know and then we'll, we'll fit people in to the diary. And lastly, police surgeries for May. I'm holding a police surgery here on Tuesday the 9th of May at 11 o'clock. And then the following day, Wednesday the 10th of May at 11 o'clock, I'll be at Costa Coffee. And then Monday the 22nd of May, I'll be here from 6 o'clock, just prior to the next town council meeting. And that's me all done. Well, I've got one thing I want to ask, and then Mally can ask this question. Um, I believe that the your transport arrangements have changed. Slightly, yeah. It's so it, you may not be able to get. To we're this. encouraged to use public transport a bit more. Okay. And I have been doing on the other occasion. <laughs> it's all right. Um, so I've been, I've been getting, I've been getting the train. Um, but it's, I've, I've, I had a meeting with my sergeant today and we've committed to maybe once, at least once a week trying to get public transport. For no other reason, not cost cutting, just that's what our new inspector would like us to do. So it does limit the time, I've raised my concerns, my sergeant feels the same, but we'll, we'll, we'll give it a go and we'll see how we get on. Okay. You won't look any worse than me wearing the mayor's chain going on the bus to Chester, mate. There's no problem there. Um, just this is a point for the councillors. I find the ward walks, and I have done ever since I became a councillor, very, very good, very engaging. And I think on all of our ward walks, we've got, we've got the community involved yeah. as well. Yeah. So I can only urge you to take up the invitation. Thank you. Chair, uh, we, we, did, we did say when you were discussing with me and, uh, and at the mayor that uh, they were thinking about electric bikes. Yes. Yeah, one, one is being trialled by my colleague who covers the Malpas and Tatton Hall area. He's yeah. trialling an electric bike. Well, not at the moment, but he will be yeah. trialling an electric bike. Do you, do you think you'll end up round here, Lee? We'll see. <laughs> you don't get much away, do you? <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to bikes, no. <laughs> um, PCSO, I'd just like to ask you a simple question about the uh, arrangements that were uh, put in place uh, before the St George's Day Parade, because people who lived in and around the leisure centre uh, feel that they didn't have adequate notice about what was happening. Um, now, there was a risk assessment made um, for that, but in, in how far in advance of, um, of the uh, St George's Day Parade did the, police, did the police know that the Leisure Centre was going to be used? Do you know, I can't answer that. I can't recall that, that how long we had. I know we held a meeting prior to the event, a few days before the event, just to iron out any issues, and that's when we came to the agreements about the cones. 
But as for the length of time before that, I was made aware of it quite some time before, but not as to where everything was going to be situated, but that the Sir George's Day Parade was going to take place. So you, you were aware quite some time before that the fair was going to be at the Leisure Centre? No, no, I don't, I don't recall when. I, I didn't recall where it was going to be. I think I assumed it was going to be at the community centre, but I, I wasn't told that. I just assumed, which I should never do. I should never assume. Thanks, Neil. Okay, thank you very much. Thanks, Neil. Thank you. Right, we now have um, Mrs. Oh, sorry. Mrs. Yeah, is it Yao? Yeah. and Lady Chair and I thank you very much for letting me speak this evening. You'll have to excuse me, I'm very nervous because I'm not used to doing anything. <coughs> it's just, I feel very strongly about this um, and I've had a lot of support from, and a lot of these comments here are from the, a lot of people that actually live along my way. A lot of them are elderly people that can't come or they've got very small children and that's why they can't be here this evening. Um, what it is, is they, they feel that they, they weren't given enough time, not enough notice where anything was going to be. We were well aware of your, the St George's Parade. That was, that was out, outstanding. There was no problem on that one. It was the rest of it, really. It seemed to escalate. It started off the St George's Parade. Then, oh, there's going to be a fair. Then there's going to be a car boot. And it seemed to just go escalate. I've lived in... Princeway for 31 years, and I don't know, maybe Mr. Pennington knows, Councillor Pennington, we've always had a problem along that road with parking. When it was the high school, um, there was cars parking across people's drives, and that is why um, I was very pleased actually um, with the um, PCS Flanagan's uh, putting the cones out. Um, I was actually away at the time, I was in Wales, and I got a hastily thing on Facebook by um, Councillor Critchley, all of a sudden there was going to be all this going on over at the, at the leisure centre. And then it seemed to just boom, not only the parade, the car boot. Now, the car boot, as you know, when they used to have them up at the community centre, there was a terrible time up there, but there was a decent sized car park and one thing and another. Then the car park, we had to think, oh, it's there's no, nobody been given any notice. Nobody knew anything about it. There was lots of counsellors. There was nobody knew any, anything. Not everybody is on social media. So I, I do ask one thing. If you go, can we please have some... Uh, we must have a notice board or something in Frodsham where we can have notices up, dotted about Frodsham, a decent-sized one with the event that's going to be on and what is actually going to be on that event. It would be very helpful. Then I don't panic, what am I going to go back to? Then it was it's supposed to have turned up on Thursday. It actually turned up quite late actually on Wednesday, not Wednesday evening, because you could hear it clanking a mile away, to be quite honest with you. Um, there was there was that. Um, the other things were you want to know why there was there was things put through the letterbox very hastily. There was people in Park Lane never even got a note to say there was anything going on. 
Now, I don't know about you, but sound just doesn't stop there. It does go on a little bit. They weren't aware of it at all. I asked what was going on, and nobody seemed to know anything about it. Which I think is all, it looks bad on you lot. I'm not being awful, but it does. Please have a bit more consideration. The lack of, the lack of communication was terrible. We were still listening to them going on about the, how down this, this summer festival, it's now not going to happen. But it's been going on for months and months and months. We've never heard nothing about this. Nothing at all. And it was so, it was, it was really bad. I, mean, I really do feel, I feel really bad about it. Because the, everybody was up in arms. We actually had a bit of a meeting down the, the little park, a very hastily meeting. Thank you very much, Judith, for coming along. Uh, because this poor lady took the flak. And it wasn't fair. I didn't think it was right. Because nobody knew. Nobody knew anything. But she turned up, bless her, and she stood there, and she took the flak. And we weren't there for five minutes. It was nearly nine o'clock, I think, by the time I left. You know, so if there is going to be anything like this, as big as this, I mean, it was, it was a good, good idea, but it was big. Please, can you not all have a vote on it? Instead of, oh, I didn't know anything about it. They didn't remember nothing about it. Even as, as, as Neil said, he thought it was at the community centre, and I bet you most of the other councillors did as well. Yeah, I correct you, he assumed it was at the No, well, that's what we all thought, if there was going to be anything. Because the actual uh, St George's Day parade was actually starting off at the community centre. We've got a community centre field, which is for the people, and that's what it's supposed to be for. As far as I knew, everything's always been there from when I moved in. So it's always been up there, or the other, it's, it's, even the bonfire nights, everything. Or maybe, on the odd time, it's actually been in the park, which has been very, very successful, because it's, it's a bigger place, you know. I mean, really, think if the, that field, my argument is, if the field wasn't fit for it, the fair should have been cancelled. I mean, everything else fine, because it was all inside. But that's what I feel, and that's what a lot of my residents feel. So we, we just take on board um, our opinions, because that's what I feel. Okay. Okay. Thank you for that. All right, then. Thank you yeah. very much. Right, uh, before we move on, we're actually moving on to Agenda Item 238, which is about events in Prodjum. So do you want to start the discussion? Yes. Okay. Um, I support uh, the lady that's just been speaking, because... Uh, as a councillor for Castle Ward, not just myself, but Alan and Mark, uh, we're inundated with people <coughs> sending emails because of, I think it could have all been treated so differently. If people would have been told before they found out on Facebook, it could have been prevented. But then when we found out on Facebook, then they got the letter. I think that's what incited people. I think it's very, and I fully agree with where they were coming from, because I... Honestly, didn't know it was there, although Councillor Councillor uh, Poulton had actually mentioned it at one meeting. Yeah. But I was unaware, and there was other councillors that was unaware as well at the time. I must admit, and give Mally's due, he's done a wonderful job this year, and put Fragile on the map. So not no disrespect to Mally at all, but I think this particular issue has caused not a lot of aggro for people in Castlewood, and I do think, and I do know, and I I've wanted to come on the council so that I could represent Castle Ward because I think if you can if you're truthful you can't go wrong because it always bites you in the nose if you're not. And I, that's why I want to be truthful and to let everybody know what is actually happening and to 
I know that the reason why it was changed to um, Princeway was because of the circus making a mess on the actual community centre, but it was actually tested and it could have all been changed around. I know it's at the last minute, but it could have been back to the community centre, which would... I know there's been no trouble this weekend and it's gone off very smoothly, but I think if you want to keep residents happy, because that's what we're all here for, is to make sure that Frodham is a good place to live and to represent all our residents, I think that's, we need more communication because I think residents were thought it was Frodham Town Council who'd organised that and it wasn't, it was on Frodham Town Council's headed paper, yeah. but it wasn't a Frodham Town Council event. And I think that's what a lot of the confusion has been as well. Okay. Well, <coughs> it's been written on the agenda. It, the, the suggestion is that we ask community committee to consider whether we do need a protocol for organising events. I agree. And uh, the committee should also look at whether we look at everybody's events. Yes. Because um, well, you've got to think about the Christmas festival. That although oh, we, we know that's going to happen every year, nobody's consulted over it. And if you, uh, I, I recommend that you read the, the notes from the last um, <coughs> Frodham Christmas Festival Committee because they're changing things this year. Right. So it's, uh, I know it's it's always good to be told what is going on, but it, the onus is on us all as councillors to make sure we know what's well, going on in I, our wards yeah, as well. Yeah, I think perhaps next year with St George's, um, anything to celebrate St George's, isn't that? Frodham Town Council should make sure that we take over the events to make sure and then we can all vote on issues and let uh, residents know what's happening in good time. Why was the letter day the 13th of April so late going out telling people that the um, uh, around Princeway that the, uh, that it, the fair was going to be uh, at the leisure centre? Well, they had just—it was finding volunteers to deliver them. The letters were printed. It was printed. dated the 13th. The letter was dated the 13th. Yes, I mean, I think we've accepted that, and we've apologised to the residents that the information didn't go out sooner. Yeah, but the the, the risk assessment was dated the 23rd of March, wasn't it? I'm oh, sorry, I just can't remember. I think it was dated 23rd of March. So, in actual fact, there's the best part of nearly three weeks. Um, for the residents could have been told in advance and they could have been prepared for it. As Mrs Yarden said, it is just a clear frustration that the, that the residents were not considered. And we've accepted that when we've apologised for it. And the solution is now, because we can't go back and change anything, is that community committee now look at whether a protocol is necessary and what the protocol should cover so that we prepare for the future. Yeah, I, I'd just like also to, uh, I've just gone over the facts, but Princeway and Island on Park Lane, the traffic is horrendous. We've got now the library, the leisure centre and the health centre. The health centre should have gone on the community centre, but uh, obviously councillors decided at that time then, no, it, they'd have it at Princeway. So I think we've got a point of I know, now. but what I'm trying to say is, it is like a rat run. You, well, people we've, we've are got those shortcuts all over the well, town. You yeah. know, I mean, the community centre is in Castle Park Ward as well. You've got to think of your residents exactly. in the Willows and Blue Patch and what have you. You, you can't just focus on the, the few streets Don't, around I, where I you would. live. I support everybody that's a resident in yeah. Castle Ward, 
but the community centre is called the community centre for a reason, isn't it? Because most events are held the on the community. The centre is a public community space too. It's but not we, a community centre. It's a community venue. It's a leisure centre, a library and but a health centre. The, the point is, the weekend has happened, apologies have been given. Let's not just focus well, on that one can, event. I Let's hope we can learn from it then. So can I ask, is everybody happy for uh, this recommendation for community committee? Sorry. Uh, sorry, Chair. Yeah, just wanted to interrupt uh, briefly there. Um, it was, well, well, you know, very good uh, event, I thought. Um, and looking at the minutes, it was noted that the leisure centre would have the, um, the fair there. So, you know, I, never, were I never saw that the fair, I said it was, the last said it was going to be used, but yeah, I never the point, to the fair. Uh, it's been reported in the May's report, so you can't say it's a... No, I don't think anybody's, you know, I'm certainly yeah. not saying that uh, any attempt was made to, to keep it a secret. You know, I've had to apologise um, to, to, to people, and I stood up and said that right from the beginning, that Mally did say you know, leisure centre, and in my mind's eye, I saw community centre. And, and I think that's what at least two or three of us did, um, because events had always been held there sort of thing. Although the fair had been there on one of the Christmas uh, festivals, you know, but, but I, I was probably the first to stick my hand up, you, you know, and say, but again, sort of taking Pat's point there, that the residents, I think, why they reacted so strongly was because every day, and we have been speaking to the doctor's surgery and that, because every day they're getting their entrances blocked, they're getting cars parking on the pavement the other side of the road, so you can't get out without having to six or seven goes, you know. And there's, there's things been going on that have not been brought to this meeting because they can be dealt with elsewhere. So I understand that it was just another nail, if you like, for, for, for the residents, you know, and that's why people reacted badly. But I've certainly learned lessons, you know, if, if nothing else is to read things and be more observant, you know. As it was, everything passed off well. And we almost, like, not a lucky escape, but it could have gone the other way and that, you know, but it was a good, good weekend and a lot of people enjoyed it. But I'll certainly support having a protocol yeah. so that we don't, I don't have to apologise in, in the future okay. and that, you know, I think it's so, a good idea. Uh, I'm just a bit concerned about a protocol for um, the community group because at the end of the day, how do we know that we're going to get to know about everything that's going on? Does that mean that now we have to make a notification somewhere that all events in Frodsham must come through the town council? No, I think the protocol will look at events that we're organising mm -hmm. and then events where people want to use our land. I think that's where the... Or use us as the promoter. It won't yeah. be all events because we can't possibly do that. It would just be if mm. it was a request to use our land for an event. Can I just make one point clear? Um, I have publicly apologised <coughs> for any inconvenience. I just want to point out any fairground can come to anywhere without any risk assessments as long as they are members of the Showman's Guild of Great Britain, as long as they have a million pounds indemnity. They do not have to ask the local authority for permission to hold that fair. If somebody is, allows them to use their land, they are at liberty to do so. They do not need any consultation. This event 
was mentioned as far back as when I became mayor. And I apologise, the venue had to be changed because I took the risk of it pouring down prior to the event and the field on the community centre being ruined yet again. People have put an, a similarity to running a festival as to running a fun fair with kids' activities on a Saturday afternoon. <coughs> as it was, it went without a hitch. And I'd like to think that that was because we did forward planning, we got authorities in that uh, said, because as Councillor Jones pointed out, this has been on a couple of mayor's reports prior to this, and it was always when I changed it, it was mentioned at that very next meeting that I would change it. <coughs> I am not God, I don't get everything right all the time. I have had a past, a present, and I will have a future. I apologise, all I was trying to do was to have a weekend for the youth of Frodsham. Um, it was very successful in the leisure centre. Other groups made uh, money and our junior mayors did a, a sterling job. I've learned something from it, but will I go away and will I organise events again? And the answer is yes, I will. But I will then be doing it as an individual and not as the mayor. And I have to correct you, Pat, um, Councillor Williams, when I'm doing anything as the Mayor, I'm at liberty to use FTC because it was you that voted me in place. And it's the whole of Frodsham I represent. I heard somebody say he's doing it out of his ward. Well, on this occasion, I was the Mayor and not Councillor Mally Poulton. Could I just reiterate that? Um, I think people got the impression they see Mally when they saw the Frodsham Town Council headed paper. It was Frodsham Town Council that had organised it. Well, I don't yeah, think it's where as Molly said, he's elected by Frodsham Town Council. Yeah, what, can you understand there? where I, the residents yeah. were coming from? But I That's the confusion. I think the town is coming to draw a line under the St but George's weekend. We've all had our say on it. No, we're not drawing a line under St George's weekend yet. There's a lot to be discussed. Could no I? Chance. No, I'm sorry. The agenda item we're discussing is whether we should have a protocol for. Um, events and yes. the recommendation is that we put it to community committee to look at the protocol whether we should have one and what it should cover so that's the proposal that we've got yes. we've got a second uh, yeah. can we take a vote on it please yeah. okay thank you for that Excuse me, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I thought I might have an opportunity to mention something for the right to the public to speak. I didn't realise I had to... No, you have to um, liaise with the town clerk and, I mean, our public speaking time. I thought I had done that in writing, but I don't have an opportunity to speak. Yeah, I, I, I think we should allow people to hear to speak. Should we no, I think speak? we've... Our no, public people speaking. are here to speak, we've got to be a democracy. I'm sorry. No, we're not Public we're, speaking we're time is over. Let's have a vote on it. No. Let's no, I'm the chairman. I have discretion to say whether people can speak or not. No, I'm sorry, but Fresh and Town Council are failing 
Russian residences yeah. and you are constantly dragging your feet over the same issues all the time. I'm sick to death of coming to this here and nobody is doing anything. It's the same things all the time on your agenda. You drag your heels, you take 12 months to sort them out or not sort them out and we are still suffering in Overton over the Forest Hills because somebody is dragging their heels. And I came again tonight to say about the trouble that we've been having, four events since Christmas, nobody's interested. And you especially aren't. Well, you're free to arrange with the town clerk. Well, it's to too late then, because it happened last weekend, isn't it? Thank you for not Agenda item 239. So does this council exist for the people? Agenda item 239. I'm sorry, I, I don't remember it. I will look back through my emails, but I don't. Councillor Chair, 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 can I, can I say something? Yes, this please. is what I told you and the clerk, that people want to come here and speak as they find things wrong time and time again. I told you on a number of occasions, and don't say I haven't, that they should write in and you should allow them to speak, and you're not doing it. This is what the clerk's there, and we employ her for that, that she receives. I'm sorry, clerk, I'm speaking. I'm saying through you, Chair, you will have bitterness without this occurs. You must write in to speak to this council, and it's your prerogative to let them speak. Until this happens, You'll have the public not on our side. And You've got exactly to write in, not... I am speaking, sorry. You must accept it in writing, not by word or by the, or by the, by the clerk. It's no good verbal. It has to be in writing like it always has been. We have slipped up this last three years. Let us revert back to that, Chair. Can you minute that, I guess? And the other so piece is Mrs Scott should be speaking. Can, can I say, I, I do agree with Councillor Reynolds. I think if people have made, I know it, I, I can't be free for all, I understand that, but if people have made the effort to come, because we don't often have as many people, we, we should let people speak. I think because we've got to plan the meeting and have sufficient time to deal with everything, it's um, only reasonable that if members of the public want to speak, that they ask us and they tell us what it is they want to speak about. But you're not listening. Mrs Scott did ask to speak and Mrs Scott was given permission to speak. Can I ask and Mrs Scott, Scott is now finding an email. What it was about. Mrs Scott would do better. She managed to remember to bring the glasses with her. Is it an item that's on the agenda? Yes, it was. Two, three, eight. Oh, well, we've finished that now, the events. <laughs> no, we haven't finished the events. We've finished, we've finished when, the, when, when, when we say we've finished. Not when you say we've finished, Chair. Chair, never said she's finished. She just said now she's finished. No. The no, she is. She, she, she's following the protocol here. And I, I've just said, if it if it's the, was if it's put it in writing, everyone can speak. Okay. Now, if some, wait a minute. If that's the case, then I'm going to ask the chair that some of these items on the agenda, if you're going to allow them to speak, chair, will have to be deleted and put on the next meeting. Yeah. I, I, if that if you're allowing them to speak, please delete some of these, and we we'll, and we will not finish our agenda because. We can't be sitting here ordering takeaways. 
doesn't matter now. It's far too late. I think the message is quite clear. You don't want people speaking. No. Would it be that you come to the community meeting and no. speak to the, no. the item there? No. I want to come no. to this meeting. You tried to fob me up at the community meeting. I said, no, I'll come and speak on 238. This is all wrong. It's very wrong. And it's supposed to be a council. It's supposed to represent the people from the But you well, don't come on. You don't come don't to some of the council meetings. Well, I don't know. Well, then. I put a sensible suggestion forward. And, and let us let us vote in future. Come on, chair. Right to the clerk and move progress, please. I think um, Mrs. Scott's probably correct that she did write to me, and I have said she could speak, and then I've not missed it off the agenda. So I do apologise to Mrs. Scott, but I would suggest that we allow Mrs. Scott. But this, this, this no, I'm no, sorry, I'm. Just... Now. Okay, oh, let's move on then. Agenda item two three nine. Yes, it's just true. Mrs. Scott was speaking to you. She's declined no. the offer to speak. You know, you should go to a gavel class. Go to manners class. Agenda item two three nine. Finance management. These are the, the final accounts for the year. Um, as you can see, we've underspent by 27,500, although some of the uh, invoices for work completed before the end of March have gone through the accounts and will be paid in April. Um, that includes the manual road cost work and the soil <coughs> at the cemetery. Um, the income forecasts, we've exceeded the amount, and two key areas uh, are obviously for the cemetery burials, and we had an additional £3,613.50 for room fire above what we budgeted for. Uh, the neighbourhood plan steering group had received a grant of £5,060, but we had to repay £2,464.30 of that because it had been underspent within the time limit. Uh, then we've got a breakdown of the income under the other heading, so as you can see, it was mostly badges, training, rent, uh, copying, um, and other. Uh, the rent there is for the London Road extensions, not for the room hire. Um, and we did a training event on asset transfer, if you remember. Um, and then you've got the bank reconciliations, and at the end of March, um, when everything had been taken into consideration, we have £2,208.26. Sorry, £228,026.31 in the bank. And <coughs> the expenditure against each of the budget, budget lines and then the monthly breakdown of that expenditure and then the individual expenditure items for the month of March and the income for the month of March. Can I ask, we only put, um, we've only put 10,000 away for the burial ground, um, and yet we've earned 20,000. Where's the other 10 going to go? Well, that'll be for the final scrutiny committee to look at. Right, and can I have that on the agenda then, please? Yeah. Can I ask, can I ask also, um, it's uh, on the back page, 447, Groundworks, United Kingdom. Two thousand four hundred and fifty-eight. Yeah. What was that for? Please? That was the refund of the neighbourhood plan monies. Sorry. That was the refund of the unspent neighbourhood plan steering group grant. 
Um, on the uh, finance uh, papers, uh, I've got a couple of queries. Um, the first one is that um, um, on the recent papers, I I've been having um, uh, some emails with myself, like, and I've just not got a clear answer. And uh, can, maybe you can clear it up for me tonight, please, regarding the Mayor's Fund. Um, and the Mayor's Fund is a very credible figure of 2,683. That's to the end of March. That's the end of March. So then it, it, it's a contingency because there's another 2,000 of to go in from the chair, isn't that? And then there's, then there's, then there's a figure to go in as a, as a result of the, um, of the St. George's Day activities. If I can just update Councillor no, Reynolds. If I can just update Councillor Reynolds, I don't know whether you've finished, finished or not. Well then shut up and no. follow President. You're so I, rude. You're not. No, I'm not. Listen. I've not finished yet. What I'd actually like to know is that in actual fact, the Mayor's Fund at the end of March stands at 2,683. And again, I've asked you this question. Is that money resident within Frodsham Town Council coffers? Yes. That's, so why that that now. That's why we report on it. If you look in the in the pink sheets, on the, in, on the income side, there's a budget <coughs> item, Mayor's Fund, number 77, and yep. it shows you what the income is. Okay, like on each month. Yep. So, the, so the income currently is at 2,683, yep. with an expectation of another 2,000 coming in from the chairman. Yeah. And, 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 and then an expectation of. And so I actually think that the mayor should be actually congratulated. It looks as though he's actually going to net something like five or six thousand pounds um, as, um, as, as a fund for, uh, for Frodsham Charities. And I think that is uh, uh, quite exceptional. Okay. They, just to update you, as I was trying to do, Councillor Reynolds, as this morning, the Mayor's Fund stands at £6,113, of which, of which I have never touched a penny. It's brilliant. Okay. Well, there something else you wanted to ask, Councillor Reynolds? Um, just also the other thing about, um, about licences, <coughs> election licences. This has been an issue that's been, that's been going, going the round because we have a professional... Uh, a professional um, uh, fundraiser in uh, Mrs. Footy, and it's a question I've actually asked over a period of months about how we actually manage donations from points of donation to points of audit. And uh, all charities tend to actually have to have uh, a, um, a given system. And I've actually, I did actually ask her, did, did, did the Mayor's Fund and the Mayor's activities through Frodsham Town Council need <coughs> licensing from the <coughs> Western Chester Council? The street collection had a license. So why didn't you just say in the emails? I don't remember you asking that. You asked. I did questions. ask you that. I asked you if it had a license. Could I just point out one thing on protocol about the mayor's charity? No mayor in any municipality has to have licences. It's a thing that is done each year by the mayor or the lord mayor. In Liverpool and Chester, they have big offices and staffs to run those charities. It's a given fact that you do not have to register, although I have um, accounted for every penny. Unlike a lot of people in Frodsham who say that they're working for charities, their full audits aren't done. Mine has been done, I have never touched a penny. The, the chair uh, was the treasurer for the Cayley and for the St George's Day, and every bit of money has been transferred to the town council. Now, what I would say to Council Reynolds, there is something bugging you. You're insinuating that I am missing property funds. If you've got anything, put up or shut up. 
because you can send me a solicitor's letter. I am proud prepared to go to court at any one time because that is the state it is. What's because the, you, are only, you are only getting at me. You didn't get at anybody else, although I do apologise, Councillor Sutton, you did warn us what would happen and we didn't listen to you. And Councillor Olton, pray God he's done enough on me because, my God, he's, he's been well intent to ruin my year. Okay, I'd just like to ask Mr. Reynolds if he will be watching every move that Alan makes as well. I actually think, I actually, I've got a lot of time for him, and I actually know Alan does things forward thinking. I no, no, I I'm, like, I'm asking, are you going to be watching every full I'll match raises? I'll actually have to work with Alan to help him as much as I can. Well, if, if, if anything, that just confirms your dislike of Molly. Yeah. I hear, hear. Well, we know what he is. We know what he is. It's been said in this room. And that as you... Oh, as, here as we you, go again! As you... As you as Stop as it. Come on now, let's get back to I would just like to point out one thing. Do you know how much Councillor Reynolds has cost you? Because I did a Freedom of Information request to Cheshire West and Chester. Sorry? Is that an open question? Because we're not really allowed to speak Well, the thing is, is I am saying to you, do you know, this councillor who puts goes on social media rather than talk to his colleagues, how much he's actually cost this council? He, yes. They had a bill from Cheshire West and Chester for over £2,900. What for? For the case against Councillor Riley and Councillor Dawson. <laughs> also, this council had to pay £698 for legal fees, and you're still trying to sue us for nine grand. Malik, that's enough. You can only just take so much. Can you now? Stop getting personal, please. Right, hey, Sophie. Done everything we need to do on finance, so we'll just move it on to the need to accept the report. Right. Can we have proposed and seconded for the report, please? Yeah. Yeah. All those in favour? Yeah. Against? Right. We on to committee minutes. Um, Environment Committee, just to note the minutes and Yeah, there's no recommendations statement. from the last meeting. Community Committee, so do we need to vote? So, all those in favour? Yes. and seconder, those in favour? Yeah. Community Committee, uh, we've got two recommendations. Yes, I'll move all one. Um, we've got a second up. I'll yeah. second that. All those in favour? Yeah. Recommendation two. Yeah, I move I move that as well. Uh, well what I'd like to say about that is that can we have can we look at appointing an outside negotiator? Um, this is big money and um, and I just sort of think we need a professional a negotiator to represent Frontum Town Council. Anybody second in that? What would the cost of that be? Expensive. Yeah. When you say expensive. Yeah. Well, I, I, think, I think we should actually put it out. Uh, I, I, I just think that you know we're talking big money, and I don't think that we actually have the skills in hand in house to actually do that negotiation. And I think, I think it protects us all anyway to actually sort of have a third party 
Touches on do that negotiation in front of town council. I mean, we're talking, if you're talking a percentage of a large amount of money, then it might be minimal, but I don't know what, you know what I mean? I wouldn't know what. No. Is it thousand pounds? I mean, I don't know. I don't know what, what kind of money. Well, should we, should we, why don't we ask you know, some of our note negotiators, our, our land negotiators in front of you? You are in the area. Yeah. Sorry. So, are you seconding that? What, what was the proposal? My, my proposal is. That, uh, that we actually sort of that we um, appoint an outside negotiator to represent Frontham Town Council in the sale of the, the Ship Street land. Well, I think we couldn't really vote on that without knowing how much it was going to no. cost. Can we have an amendment to that then? That we look at we, we look at the feasibility right. and what costs would be involved, yeah, and then that's take that's it forward. Exactly yeah. Would you, yeah. would you go yeah. for that as yeah. an amendment? Yeah. Yeah, to that recommendation. Back to community for further information. Mm -hmm. You can delegate me to seek the quotes for the yeah. work. Okay. So we're going to defer the decision on negotiations until the town clerk has looked at the potential costs of employing an independent negotiator. Is everybody happy with that proposal? Yeah. 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 Do we need to vote on that? Yes, All those in favour? Okay. Against? I'm, ag I'm against because I'm, I'm happy the way it was going. That's why I'm not voting. I'm happy with the uh, Waiver Housing Trust, the way the, uh, the business is being conducted. It's only going back to the communities, isn't it? Yeah. Right. So, our planning committee, 12th of April, just to note the yeah, uh, minutes. PMP committee, 19th of April, <coughs> note the minutes and the decision. Yes. Move as the Oh, we've got recommendations. Recommendation one, to approve the annual governance statement. So for those of you who maybe not seen the annual report before, there are lots of questions that we have to give answers to. We went through them in detail at PMP. Yeah. yeah. <coughs> so, all those in favour? Recommendation two, to agree that the town clerk be delegated to negotiate the tenancy at will with Cheshire West and Chester. Move that. This on room. Yeah. So, so we're accepting to a cost of another 30000 30, this year? No. Sorry, no. This is with... Um, do you want to talk about accommodation? There's the opportunity to move into a room on the first floor yeah. at a reduced rent. We've got to be careful of finance, Chair. Yeah. yeah. Please. If we, if we go into if the... If we're going to start talking about park finance, park. it's got to be part B. That's what it says. Okay. Can I just ask, does that, the move, the move to the first floor, does that include having to still have a receptionist? We can't go into the details. Oh, okay. okay. So, what we, so we'll... Do you want to defer this? 
recommendation until we get to part B? Yes. Okay. Please. Uh, recommendation three to agree to hire a larger storage unit. Yeah, I moved that because uh, it's desperately wanted. The state it's in now, uh, you'd have a job to find a dog bone. It wants widening and bigger. Yeah. Yeah. Can I just ask, is, is this because we're moving or is this because we haven't got enough room where we currently are? I think it's a, probably a bit of both really, but we, we need the extra room so that we can sort out what we've got. Even, even, even if we move somewhere permanent, which we're looking at, yeah. we still want to be stored safe and yeah. in a proper manner. There's um, some records well, there. Could I, could I also ask that if we are going to have extra space, that any records that are outside the town council um, offices are brought and put in this so that, we have, have, so that yes. we have everything and um, people don't yeah. say. Yeah. Chair, could, could, sorry, could I just ask a question then? Um, this is an archive store that we're talking about here. It's a storage unit. Right, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, thanks. That's the first part of the question. The second part of the question, it maybe looks as though it's costing us uh, an extra £96.36 a month. But are we paying a charge at the moment? Yeah. So, yeah. could we just know what the difference is between the old one and the new one? Because I think that would look... Give a true picture of what uh, it's costing. I think sort of in the long term we'd hope to, um, you know, weed out yeah. stuff that we don't need yeah. to keep yeah. and then maybe yeah. go back to a smaller unit. Yeah. It's essential we must, we must have it. Yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not disputing that. I just, the fact that it looks like we're paying uh, an extra £100 a month, whereas in fact it might only be £10 a month. It's £60 a month. So, so we're looking at £30 a month. Yeah, yeah. 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 okay, thanks. If you put it, you were talking. Yeah, no, I'm. I'm not disputing. We needed it. I'm just saying it looked as though it was costing us an extra sort of hundred pound a month. It's not so. No. So can we vote on this one then? Yeah. All those in favour? Uh, yeah. Sorry, Caroline. Yeah. Uh, can we put a timer? I, I know what it's like with storage units. You put stuff in, and the stuff at the back never gets looked at again. I would like to see a review of what we've got in storage. That's yeah, the whole long term plan. Can I? So can I say that can we say that this we yes get this larger unit but put a time scale on it for to be reviewed say within six months because otherwise you know what happens the stuff goes in there and we never get round to clearing it out. Yeah. There's got to be a review of what can we're actually yes, can, can I say, Chair, as you know I'm the clerk. We've sorted all this out in the office here in formation and as uh, soon as uh, Councillor Neil is uh, available, we're going down there and we're going to put in, in files so we can just walk in and take it. I'll look at it. Temple, we do have a document retention policy. So there are some documents that we have to keep for <coughs> that we, can, we have to keep for seven or eight years. And so it's documented what we have. So that will assist yeah. Councillors Pennington and, and Neil when they go to do their sorting of things. But at the moment, there isn't room just for a cat in there, so you wouldn't be able to sort it anyway. That's small. Mm. <coughs> so, do you, you want to amend this recommendation, Caroline, too? I think to put a time limit on it, so that we're not... Because I know what these things are like. People just forget. Um, and I think perhaps we need to review it quarterly. 
So it's to retire a larger unit. <coughs> It could and be go to the final scrutiny. Yeah, okay. Yes, yes. I, ho I hope if, uh, if, uh, if Councillor Ashton has any spare time, she can come in out. If you want it quarterly. If you want it quarterly. policy be agreed unamended and approve the risk assessment as amended. Yeah. All those in favour? Recommendation 5 to approve the strategy for the management of assets as amended and the asset register. All those in favour? Uh, recommendation six. Um, this is where we were looking at reducing the number of meetings that we had so that we meet, full council meets once every two months and in the intervening months we have committee meetings. No. No, because I think, I think we've just seen tonight just tell the people in front of uh, once a month, and I've learned fairly, fairly thought of. So if you reduce it to once every two months, the people will be forgotten completely. Um, I completely disagree with that. Once a month, keep it once a month. Anybody else? I, I think Councillor Reynolds has I think it was pointed out by the lady that left the meeting that the agenda's the same every month. We're just talking about the same things. If we go every two months, most of the discussion is taking part or is happening within the, the actual committees and we can just make the decisions at the meeting. Once every two months, it'll, it'll, be, it'll be a massive agenda because it's a bureaucratic council. <laughs> uh, thinking about it, maybe alternating uh, com committees one month full meetings the other month. It might encourage members of the public to come to the more come more, more people to come to the committee meetings yes. and air their views. Yes. Which would Say even that. if our month our full council meetings were longer, I think mm. people would be would be given more time to actually address their issues in committee meetings. Uh, Councillor Sutton sorry. No, sorry. Well, sorry didn't I? Could you just suggest that um, if, if there is a major problem, we can always call an extraordinary Same general month. meeting, and could we say try to trial this for six months to see how it goes? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I believe, and always have done ever since I became a councillor five and a bit years ago, um, that it's the committees actually do most of the work, mm -hmm. and I've always had a bit of a bugbear that 
the committees can't get on with a lot of what they know what to do. They've got to keep coming back here and asking permission. I've always couldn't understand why we bother with budgets, because why do you give somebody a budget and then they have to ask you permission to spend it? I've never understood that. Um, you know, if, if, a, if, if a committee, for whatever reason, spends all its budget and wants to come back to the full council cap in hand, then obviously they've got something to answer to. Um, and I think a lot of this could be ironed out. I certainly agree uh, with Councillor Martin that I think the public should be encouraged to come to the committee because that's where all the work's done, as far as I am concerned. That's where all the important decisions are made. Um, and I think going every other month would be beneficial for everybody. I think as Sorry, well. Can I clarify? Yeah. From reading this, you mean that one month we will do town council and one month we will do committees. Yes. So that we're only going to be doing committees every That's, other month. Yes. So um, I, I don't know whether I agree with that because. Things like the Environment Committee. Oh, no, Needs I'm to sorry, I didn't understand yeah, that. That's what it says, oh, yeah. right? Well, committees yeah. every month. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. The, the, the um, committees are the, are the same as full council. There's never enough time to get all the things that you agree to do at one committee meeting to get it done for the next meeting. I mean, you might have to be very careful about how you schedule the meetings. But at the moment, Hazel is firefighting, doing minutes for so many meetings mm. that she can't get on and do her town clerk work. Can I just Hold say, on a we, had, yeah. we had a long debate in PMP about this, and it was for exactly the same reason that Councillor Martin brought up and a member of the public tonight. Our agendas are the same because we don't have enough time in between one meeting to the next to be able to sanction what's been done. I'm all in favour of um, either way. And the other thing is, it will free up time of um, the town clerk and the um, office manager to be able to service it correctly. Um, but I, I'm all in favour. If it does, the, if everyone wants the committees to go once a month, I'll go with that. But I do think to give us time to enable us to get things right. And you and I have always said about budgets. You know, if you've got a budget, spend it. If you if you need more then come back to the council. But I don't think we're giving ourselves enough time to get the right answers. Uh, I was just maybe listening to people that the full council meeting goes every two months, but maybe the committees, uh, we should try the committees, keep keeping them every once a month. First of all, we did go to every other month for full town council meetings, and we found we were there sitting here till 10 o'clock, half past 10 at night because there was so much to discuss. And also, when you're, you're wanting your residents to come and talk at a full council meeting, you're encouraging them to come. Um, so I'm still not comfortable with it, that going to, because at the end of the day, we are representing our residents. Our residents want to have the opportunity to come and talk to us and to come to the committee meetings. And I just wonder whether we've got here a situation where you're saying that Unfortunately now, it's Hazel who's doing all the minutes. Whether we look at getting somebody else to help with the minutes, because we shouldn't be getting the format such that Hazel has more time to do other things. Because at the end of the day, we've got to do minutes, because those are what the public see, and that yeah. is how we are accountable. Yeah, I think we you, can't, you, can't, you can't get any... Excuse me, Chair. You can't get anybody else... To, 
The wage bill now <coughs> is 84,000. Well, I think... Golly almighty, we're, we're only part-timers. I think you've got to remember that Hazel, the town clerk, is not here just to take minutes. No. She's here to advise us on uh, the right way to do things, our legal obligations, yeah. etc. So I think it's important that we, we do have Hazel at the meeting. But we don't want a whole working day, part day, to be taken up with, with minutes. I mean, it's clear that there are people that have asked to speak and they've been missed. Um, Councillor Kirk wanted something on the agenda and it didn't get on. Hazel is just so busy servicing so many meetings exactly. and half the agenda is just deferred to the I next. think, Chair, the, 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 members, the, members of the, the members of the public, if we had one month, Chair, uh, committees and one month, they, I'm sure the members of the public wouldn't be so frustrated. They'd be here and, and we'd listen to them better when they're just the committee meetings. And then we won't have all this controversy on council. Councillor Williamson. You know, when we took on that uh, new member of staff, I was under the impression actually that we were going to help Hazel with the minutes. She's reception. No, not the receptionist, the last person that was. Liz. Liz. I was honestly under the impression that she was going to help you out, whoever it was that was taken on with um, the minutes. The admin officer role is, is to do admin within the office. Yes. Um, but the idea is that once they've got fully okay with the systems in the office, that there may be the opportunity for her to take over one or two of the committees. Uh, but until she's, you know... Uh, so she's still not fully aware of what she should be doing? Well, she's, she's part of her induction is to get to understand the council and how it operates. And she also needs to uh, undertake a short course introduction to local council administration, which uh, we were waiting for it to complete innovation before. Right, so how long is innovation? Six yeah. months. We must be near the end. I've just got yeah. to say, I think, I mean, Liz, our admin officer has been very good at focusing on the, um, the IT side of the, the council's work, the website, um, social media, and like the digital audio recording, this kind of thing. So. Um, She's she's not slacking by any means. I'm not getting into not saying that at all. But it's just that I was under the impression <coughs> that that was part and parcel of the. So, um, well, shall we just go to a vote on this? And it either it happens or it doesn't. And if it whichever way we go, if we do adopt it and it doesn't work, we can go back to meeting every month. Yes. Yeah, we can. So. so, so just point then, that's the full council meeting every other month, but yeah. the committees stay in monthly. No, the proposal is for the committees to be every other month as well. No. Now, do you, you want to... Yeah, I amend that. Let's, yeah. let's vote on the amendment first then. Okay. So the... Are we happy to amend the proposal for committee meetings to meet every month, but full council every two months? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Who's in favour of that? Yeah. Okay. So the proposal against, that needs to be against. 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 Against.
So this, that's for the amendment. You just voted on the amendment then? Yeah. Which is for the council to meet every two months and, and committees monthly. So the yeah. amendment is that the committees will continue to meet monthly. Well, that's the okay. amendment. Well, so is that yeah, approved? So now we have to vote oh. on the <coughs> motion as amended. So the motion as amended is for full council to meet every two months and for committees to meet every every month. Oh. Against? Aye. So it's carried. Carried as amended. I think I'd just like to add a little caveat there that we should try and raise the pro, you know the profile of committees as well to make people realise that they are important and encourage people you know to to come and, and speak and bring their not only grievances but anything they want to bring to that um, you, you know not thinking that they're a second sort of tier in, in a way because as you say that's where most of the, the decisions and the work gets done and very often and no disrespect to the townfield residents tonight but the presentations they're doing you know have been done twice where yeah. they didn't need to be really in a way no. you know if people understood you know the importance of the committees that's the point i'm trying to make right you that just at one point on that you know people have the right to talk there used to be a time limit on it, so that didn't happen tonight then. Well, within the standing orders, it says five minutes, so mm -hmm. that went but by, we, by later. Well, we allowed um, champion, the Champion Lane people time to speak because it was a very big decision that the council were making. It had significant financial implications. But they had already been before to talk, hadn't they? Yeah. There's no limit. Well, I thought if I just like to everybody to have the same playing field, and I just think yeah. we are all here to represent all the residents of Rodgers, yeah. and everybody. I don't. We're, we're asking for members of the public to speak, but it has to be in agreement with the town <coughs> in advance. I think if you remember, I actually proposed at the committee meeting where they came and presented that we made the decision that night, and I was overruled, and they were forced to come along to do the presentation again. We could have made that decision at that community meeting. I know that, but I do. I also think that we've got to follow rules and regulations. You have to remember, well, committees can't make decisions; they can only make recommendations. So can we move on then to 241 working group? Um, Christmas festival working group to note the minutes of the February meeting, 29th of February. Um, could I ask Hazel that we start putting these on our website? Yeah, next month all the papers will go on to, with the agendas for all the meetings. But we do have the neighbourhood plan ones and the World War One ones go on the website at the moment, don't they? It's just the Christmas festival ones we'll start to add in. Yeah, okay, Council Grisham. It's March, not April, uh, not February, 29th of March. Yes, sorry. Because <laughs> it's not a leap year, is it? I'm not yeah. <laughs> Thank you. So, but the, there are um, changes, certainly this. Christmas because of changes that are happening at the station car park. So it's worth reading. Minutes. 
attending because they start so early yeah, yeah. Uh, well, you know I just, I, I just cannot make sort of six to quarter past which is what they're proposing so I I haven't I think I've only missed one um, but it, it is difficult change all the terms and conditions about attendances then doesn't it? The meetings. Yeah. The numbers. We'll have to review that. Um, agenda item two four five councillor emails. To go to a project.gov.uk email address. It's just to note that it's been ordered. Good. Well and if those councillors who've asked for an email can and they if they haven't contacted me it's about the time yeah. they'll be available on Thursday. We'd just like to make a point now that I've gone on to that and it's very, very good. I've had no problems whatsoever. Because, no, because I had a, a nightmare with the previous provider, but uh, it is very good. So are we actually having to come here with all of our... No, they'll ring you and yeah, we will do it. It literally right. takes five minutes for them to set it up. Very um, right, so 246. Thank you so much. Evening Chair, members. Um, uh, thanks for the opportunity to uh, just uh, make you aware of some things from Cheshire Western Chester. Uh, first of all, I'm here on my own. Apologies from uh, Andrew, who is tonight uh, probably doing uh, doing his <coughs> thing with the local plan working group. We're looking at the um, local plan part two policies. So tonight is uh, some important ones for us, which is all the uh, rural um, policies uh, and also the framework for the unconventional oil and <coughs> gas um, policies that will go forward. Uh, as part of the local plan working group. 
Um, it's quite interesting uh, to us that this meeting of the local plan working group is going ahead because there's actually a scrutiny call-in of the uh, supplementary planning document. I think we mentioned it at the at the um, um, last town council meeting, but they're determining policy tonight before the call-in. So quite quite what's going on there, uh, we don't know, but we're uh, we're rather hoping that scrutiny will at least be allowed to scrutinise it and. Uh, and come to some recommendations uh, following that meeting on Wednesday, which will be uh, on the webcast. I'm sure you will follow that. Um, I think uh, the fact that I'm here tonight um, highlights <coughs> quite a, an interesting point, which I think is on your forward plan, uh, because Cheshire West and Chester is undergoing um, uh, a boundary review of its um, Cheshire West and Chester warding. Uh, there's a recommendation from the Boundary Commission to change the number of councillors at Cheshire West and Chester from 75 to 69. You'll recall that the council was created with 72 back in 2009 and then that was um, uplifted in 2011 to 75 uh, and now it's going back to 69. Um, our position is probably that that's actually not really been very well thought through and I think there are probably some political motivations behind it. Quite clearly those proposals do have implications for Frodham and that has been to your policy and performance review uh, 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 committee where uh, I think um, you know one of the political part, Labour, the Labour Party came and, and, and presented their their view that all member wards should be single member wards. As you can quite clearly see, when uh, Cheshire West and Chester members have to be somewhere else, it probably means that there won't be anybody giving reports to um, the 90, 90 odd parish councils that we have in Cheshire West. So we are firmly of the view that multi-member wards help all community groups have better representation uh, and, and better linkage between the uh, the borough council and um, um, you know organisations like town and parish councils. As it stands in Frodham under the new arrangements they don't really work terribly well for us here in Frodham uh, because we would be undernumbered uh, under the new arrangements for, a, um, for, a, for, for two members. We're not big enough to justify that. So Frodham either needs to acquire some more voters uh, to add into that number from somewhere, which would then take the Cheshire West and Chester borders or boundaries, um, and they wouldn't be coterminous with your parish boundaries anymore. Um, I personally feel that we've tried the experiment for many years in Frodham, where we've had, you know, two wards, and I feel that they're really quite divisive. Um, I mean, I don't think if you speak to anybody who's a resident of Frodham, they say, I come from Frodham, north, south, east, west, Castle Park, wherever, we all come from Frodham. We all shop in the same place, we all go to churches in the same place, we all, you know, meet and greet in the same place. We come from Frodham, it's a single entity. Um, I mean, one of the considerations might be that Helsby is overnumbered, Frodham is undernumbered, and we go back to that old arrangement where, you know, there is perhaps a three-member ward for... Frodham and Helsby, and then that potentially sort of works out so that there is, you know, sort of clear, clearer representation. But I know that you will be considering that in your in your May meeting, and I think that might well be the probably the best place for us to 
um, have have that sort of discussion. But by then, we will hopefully have had some uh, some written representation to you. Uh, it's been quite an interesting meeting tonight to attend as an observer. Um, I occasionally do miss my time as a Frodham Town Council, but tonight wasn't one of them, I'm afraid to say. Uh, you might be interested to know that there is, however, a private members' bill currently going through Parliament. Uh, it was tabled on the 18th of um, April by um, uh, a lady called Mims Davis. It was co-signed by Antoinette Sambat, who's the MP next door to us in Eddersbury. Second reading is on the 12th of May. And what this is, is it's a bill to look at the provisions for governance and the operations of parish councils here in England. If it does make the parliamentary um, uh, grade, what it's going to specifically look at are those sorts of big issues around safeguarding, up, upping the levels of training and um, you know sort of skills that exist within town and parish councils, particularly with devolution and particularly in a post-Brexit world where we would all hope that town and parish partners become more of that first line of local government and can take on uh, you know, sort of additional um, responsibilities and, and, and pursue new opportunities. Uh, so that would be uh, very interesting. And there's also um, a, a sort of a third focus, which is adherence to standards in public life. Uh, and if it proceeds, it could very well strengthen the code of conduct uh, that we all sign up to around the Nolan principle. So if the <coughs> council were so minded, it could potentially... Uh, contact those sponsoring that bill and perhaps provide some evidence to go forward into the uh, parliamentary debate. Um, it's quite interesting that uh, Frodham is, uh, is, is having sort of mentions in the uh, national and international uh, press and stage. Uh, there's been uh, some reference um, of late, I think last week, in the Daily Mail to some of um, the activities around the police and Crime Commissioner, and obviously with Andrew being on the uh, crime panel, um, uh, Frodham gets a reference there in relation to the coverage about the appointment of the deputy and the relocation of the Police and Crime Commissioner's office to uh, Stockton Heath. Uh, Frodham also got a couple of honorary mentions in the Council of Europe, where obviously Andrew sits as one of 18 uh, UK representatives. Um, he interestingly referenced Frodham Town Council in a debate about diversity. So the Council of Europe obviously has every member state in there and not all countries have the same commitment to diversity, to diversity when it comes to their democratic um, uh, makeup. So it was, uh, it was, it's always useful when Frodham is used as a little bit of an example of... Uh, you know, how you can have a, a, a diverse uh, council that obviously represents the interests of, uh, of local residents. Uh, likewise, in the digital inclusion um, debate, uh, Frodham did get a mention as well in that, uh, uh, so you might want to have a look at the blog because there's reference to it. Um, we've also blogged this week about air quality. We've been uh, sort of pushing this one now since 2015. Uh, the ACMA was uh, declared slightly late. The um, action plan uh, has been delayed uh, until now the 5th of May, when that will be made publicly available. Um, it's been a little bit delayed because uh, we've seen a draft report and it's um, 
it's it's a, a report that needed some uh, some some changing, shall we say? Um, we're a little bit disappointed in the timescales. We're um, <coughs> quite disappointed in the recommendations that are coming forward to that. But there will at least be a twelve-week consultation, so uh, plenty of time for people to make their comments known. And we're pushing hard to try and get some drop-in sessions and um, uh, you know sort of opportunities for people to sit down and, and chalk and talk that one. Uh, we have got a switching scheme for energy coming up, so please, uh, if anybody's interested in saving a few uh, a few pounds on their energy, sign up uh, with Cheshire West before the 22nd of May. Um, and uh, this week we have a Castle Park Trust meeting. Uh, that's the first meeting of the new arrangements where we have, uh, you know, a great scheme of delegation to the local committee. Um, we do have some big concerns about the registration of land under the um, uh, new committee arrangements and we are having a little bit of a heated debate with Cheshire West and Chester about the inclusion of top field under the terms of the trust. They seem to, uh, for some strange reason, have decided that this is not going to be uh, included with the trust arrangements and we are very keen to see its protection brought into the charitable trust so uh, that is one I think we will all have to keep as a bit of a watching brief. Uh, finally can I place on record um, um, our huge appreciation to the Mayor for the uh, wonderful parade that took place for St George's Day on Sunday. It was a pleasure to see so many of our local community groups um, gathered at the community centre and walking up to uh, to the church. Father Michael, uh, as obviously one of our uh, uh, well-loved freemen, is um, all, always guaranteed to uh, uh, put on a good show and obviously didn't disappoint on Sunday. Uh, he gave a, uh, a, a wonderful service, I think, to, uh, to celebrate the many aspects of uh, community life here in Frodham and uh, you know a, a great vote of thanks to Mally for giving us that opportunity <coughs> to celebrate all that uh, makes Frodham a great place to to live work visit and enjoy so if we could have that minute of chair that would be uh, that would be me done yeah. any questions? questions yes please uh, reading through the Christmas festival planning group minutes I noticed that Ian Tordoff from Cheshire West and Chester said that our station car park by December, November, will be under new management arrangements. Does that mean a decision has been made about what changes they're going to make to our car park? Gosh, well that would be news to me too. Uh, we have yet, we have yet to see from our new open and transparent council that is proving to be uh, not always quite as open and transparent. So it's not just you guys that have those uh, some of those difficulties. Uh, the consultation results for the parking strategy have not yet been announced. Uh, I will be seeing the chief executive tomorrow. I will have that on my. Uh, Top of uh, top of my list, uh, including uh, some pointy questions about uh, some twenty mile an hour scheme enforcement that uh, that's will, just been will raised. Will there be a, a second round of consultation like they did with the review of the recycling centres? Um, well, I can't honestly say that I would know the answer to that. Uh, I suspect there will be a report going back to the cabinet 
who is now no longer meeting in the evening. The cabinet meetings will be held during the during the daytime, so uh, do please uh, come along or tune in. Um, but I honestly uh, cannot say what what comes next. Uh, <coughs> cabinet on the third of May. They've got some new parking standards coming forward as part of the local plan, but uh, uh, until I see the Chief Executive tomorrow, I really don't know what's going to be in those reports because they're not in the public domain yet. Councillor Yeah, just a quick one, Lynn. Um, just quite interested in that private members bill that you mentioned. Um, had a little chuckle, actually, of what goes around comes around because back in 2008, 2009, when I was part of the fight to retain Cheshire County Council or go to unitary authorities. That was the plan of Cheshire County Council, was to devolve a lot more duties down to parish and town councils. So it's quite amusing that that's resurfaced again. Well, I mean, I, I, I don't think that should be a surprise to anybody, uh, because as you would know from uh, all the years that I sat around this table, uh, the Localism Act in you know, 2011, the Local Government Act gives town and parish councils the opportunities to do pretty much anything that's not uh, unlawful or illegal. There has always been, since 2011, uh, rights in legislation for town and parish councils to take on, not for free, with a scheme of funding, from Cheshire West and Chester, a whole raft of things. And when I actually look at the state of the high street on Sunday morning, when the bins for the third week running have not been emptied again, and our thriving businesses had thrived, and unfortunately their thriving had, you know, literally was spread all over the high street on Sunday when we were welcoming you know, people from far and wide yeah. to come and join well, us for St George's at, Day. Look at the roads as well. I mean, can, 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 we, can, we can we not do better? The Conservatives negotiated that contract for the fifteen-year contract, was it? Uh, no, that's for the household. Wait, uh, that's for the household collection. The how we empty the bins on the high street is still an in-house service at Cheshire West and Chester. Uh, one that I have taken up with. Uh, Just with so the you service know, Councillor Riley, that the PMP we did voice very strongly, everybody that was on that committee, the concerns that the uh, gentleman who uh, came on behalf of Cheshire West's Labour Party, that there was deep concerns in the proposals that they were putting forward. Mm. Right, okay. Thank you for that. Okay, thanks, Lynn. Uh, right, so, <coughs> general item 247, the chair's report. I don't think I've got anything more to add. Mayor, John, Town Clerk. There was just a email from Chow to say that there's still some places on the quality and diversity training, um, which is on the 10th of May. Um, we, I have booked two places. Uh, we were going to. I've had to put names against them. Um, I put uh, Councillor Reynolds, and I can't remember who the other person was just to be names, we can change them nearer the time. But as there's more places, um, if people who are interested could let me know, um, and if Councillor Reynolds could confirm whether he wishes to take up that place. I'll let you know. Okay, thank you. Um, date of next meeting, Monday the 22nd of May on the Sour AGM.
So we, we now, I'm afraid we have to ask the members of the public to leave so we can go to Parliament. <coughs>